In this episode, How Love Conquers Weight Gain, we've included a companion guide. It's our brand new and free resource titled, The Stress Tamer Workbook. To get your free copy, go to our blog at shiftformula.com. That's shiftformula.com. Then go to this episode and download your free copy. Welcome to the Insulin Suppression Podcast, where it's all about going from hopeless to healed with certainty, right action, and science. Here are your hosts, Barbara and Charlie McDermott. We spent so much time. I said to Charlie last night, like, I am so tired of talking about food. I mean, sometimes we get tired of talking about food, right? And um, we realize, you know, and we and you, many of you have done the insider works. You've gone through some of these modules that we've created for you. And we've talked about this, but... You know, sometimes it, it slips away and we spend, we become, you know, so hyper-focused on the food. And, you know, that's cool because once we understand it and repetition, you know, outcome starts to connect to action and we're on our way, right? But we might not spend as much energy focusing on this fuel, what is between our ears, the thoughts we're thinking. And as I've talked about on Facebook, you know, when you understand or you start reading about emotion and your thoughts feelings you know obviously thoughts are ideas and concepts we come up with feelings are how we respond to that that emotion is like the 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 current that we put it's e energy in motion it's you know you can it's palpable you can feel it when you go into a room if you go to a party or you're going into a funeral you're you know, you're with a group of people who are destructive energy and they just criticize people. You're like, I can't hang around with them. Or you're around with people that just saying like, you know, just talking about concepts. You know, I remember reading that one time, like small minds, you know, big minds talk about concepts or ideas and average minds talk about things and small minds talk about other people. And we, we get uncomfortable and we don't even know why. It's because of this energy. So when, when you think about all... Like, you know, when you think about the word food, as you've, if you've ever read my book, the overwhelm of even writing down all the different kinds of food in the world, it could be forever, right? Yeah. Well, let's, how about emotions? How many, how many kinds of emotions? You know, type out some emotions, just put them down there and just put them out for everyone to see. I mean, emotions run the gamut from elation to just complete, absolute despair, right? And then everything in between. Fear, yeah. Yeah, that's a big one. And so as Holly just wrote down, there's only, two, you know, we have three categories of food, fat, protein, carbohydrate. That simplifies things, doesn't it? When the world's out there, trying to find out what are the good carbs for weight loss? You know, the outsiders say those questions, right? And we're like, oh my God, I roll. Well, there's only two energies of emotion and it's love or fear. And anything that feels good or feel good, that's going to be love. And anything that doesn't feel good, that is a fear-based energy. So as we, you know, as we go through our lives and we have emotional reactions, we react to everything. You know, it's just natural. Some of us react more than others. I react more than he does. Right? What? Well, you know. I was reacting. <laughs> reacting. And I'm like, duh, my heart is bleeding. He's like, get what over happened? here and finish your work. <laughs> you <know? laughs> but when you can when you can categorize, especially when we're in a situation where life is throwing us a lot of lousies, 
If we can understand, okay, I'm reacting in a fear-based situation, in a fear-based energy, it kind of diffuses it for us. You know, the healthiest person is the one who can go through life kind of neutral. You know, it's almost like when we get excited about weight loss, right? And we start to feel exuberant and elated about it. So, but then if we start putting some bounds back on, which we know happens because of water and some carbohydrates and some stress, are we supposed to be subsequently feeling blue about that? How about if we try to remain a nice neutral? It's almost like detaching your emotional, spiritual self from your body. And this doesn't mean we don't celebrate the good and and mourn the bad and the lyrica, right? But we just try and stay neutral about it. Okay, so let's look at not so much the word love, but the actual power, right? Because energy is power. Power is when we have like this, right? We have energy, um, you know, energy people, you know, someone's putting a show on, the director's going to tell them, okay, energy up, energy up, right? And energy is actually current, you know, it's actually an electrical current. We are electrical beings. I remember one of our earlier shifters, she does um, oh God, neuro-emotional technique. It's, it's like she'll ask you a question. <laughs> this is amazing because I was through yeah. this. And if you're not saying a truthful answer, she'll be able to push your arm down. And if you're saying a truthful answer, she can't. And I'm like, wait, are you just like guessing my answers it is mind blowing, isn't it? Unbelievable. And if you want to get to the bottom of some layers of stuff in your life, you put your arm out with this woman and she'll get you to it. But here's but you start to also learn that's just your emotional reaction. But if things are not true, we have a response that's electric. And basically the current that runs through our body is broken because of a discord, a disjunct, something that doesn't vibe. So think of your power, your electrical power, energy current, and what we call our internal vibration. Our internal vibration. Okay? So we know we can have positive, negative, good, bad, right? We talk about this. And so when you go to our next slide, as I was trying to put... It was funny. I, was, I came up with a love concept this morning because we had you know, Valentine's Day coming up. And then I sat down to put something together for you guys. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to do a presentation on love? <laughs> I didn't even know where to begin. You know, but I have some some information. But, you know, this jumped into my mind. You know, are you a good witch or a bad witch? And of course, Dorothy Gale says, well, I'm no witch at all. You know, I'm Dorothy Gale from Kansas. But we can use our power for good or we can use it for not so good, Right. And a lot of times, we end up doing not so good almost at ourselves. We, we tend to be better at being good to others and maybe less good about being good to ourselves. At least that's my world. We can only speak from our own experience, right? So, okay, that's her. So when we think of what is good power, we think of the word positive. We think of light, meaning, you know, brightness. You know, go to the light, don't go to the dark side, right? We, we see these in every, every movie script. 
has this in it. Every sitcom, every episode of anything will have this conflict, right? Of positivity, of light, of love set against the bad, which we would use the word negative. Dark side, again, fear. I am your father. You know, you think about Luke and his father, right? They had, they had the, the light side and the dark side. So to understand our love energy, sometimes it's good to look at our not love energy, our negative. What's, what's negative energy all about? But when we are t- internalizing something that feels not good, something that causes us <coughs> unease or dis-ease, we're actually having a reaction to a particular feeling or a thought that we have that actually does these three things. It actually clouds our truth. Remember the, the emotional thing? If it's not true for me, if I'm with a group of people and they're saying or doing things that I don't agree with, that doesn't really resonate with how I would live my life or how I might do something, I'm feeling an, a negative energy because it's clouding who I am. This is what happens to Anne. Yeah. And we're talking about yeah. someone who's going through a rough time right now. Um, and she's in a situation where it's just a lot of discord going on. But it actually obscures our being. You know, each of us comes into this planet perfect. You are perfect. Every single one of you is absolutely 100% perfect. Perfect. But life and people telling us things and us reading people's body language and socializing and becoming a part of the world... We start to obscure our being, who we are, our perfect blueprint. It starts to get covered up. And so when we're feeling, it's because we're not allowing our us. Because we've been told it's not good. It's not right. It's not perfect. Yeah, it is perfect. Okay? And that negative energy, and you know, I'm, I'm being very general here and We're just trying to kind of scratch the surface of it and how it really impacts us. We'll find that in a few slides here. But have you ever had any negative energy about yourself? Maybe it's things you've thought about yourself. But oftentimes have come from we've heard somebody maybe whisper about us in fourth grade. Did you see that Barbara Riley? Her shoes are really weird. You know, I've never had that happen. But those kinds of things happen and they stick with us. And I, of course, I have my list of them. I know which ones they are that have come in my life. I remember being a little girl, and I used to often be mistaken for a little boy. And I remember hitting a point where I was like, I was starting to get embarrassed by that, you know? Now it's like, I'm kind of cool with it. (laughs) But, you know, you go through life and you accumulate baggage, other people's baggage, and then your own that you create. But that negative energy becomes an independent force all of its own. So, you know, this book called Vibrations by Edward Russell, he talks about how the negative energies, feel our thoughts and feelings, actually create energy, electrical currents that form a force field. 
I love this. I remember one time reading, energy is more attractive than beauty. Think about that. Energy is more attractive than beauty. We'd rather spend time with a person who has this outrageous energy. We used to have a a martial arts, uh, Mr. Stewart was in our health clubs. You'd say, Stewart, how you doing? If I was any better, there'd be two of me. Or peace, love, and sunshine. See you next time. Or he, he just threw the energy, this good energy at you. You always wanted to hang around with him, right? And it, it doesn't matter how beautiful we are. It doesn't matter what our weight is on the scale. It doesn't matter our bulge in our belly and where it is at this point in our, in our journey. It's our energy, right? And, you know, I'm going to share Jeff. Every time I've gotten Mm. off of a conversation with Jeff, I'm like, what did I always say? I feel really good. You know, Jeff has this thing. He, I I think he knows it now because I keep telling him. And now he's got to have to keep doing it. (laughs) But he has this energy about him. I don't have to even see him. You know, it was just always this at first, you know. But energy is so attractive because it actually is a force field. We're putting out a force field. And all of you, and I just use Jeff as an example because a lot of you have met Jeff in different ways. Oh, Luann. She says, I think I must be better than gorgeous because I have a boatload of energy. You do have a boatload of energy, Luann. Luann comes up with these little, like, Luannisms. She, <laughs> ping, pew, pew, pistols, back in the holster, right? But we, we, in addition to the foods we're choosing, we also need to be choosing our emotional energy as well and know that when you walk down the street it's almost like a musical the birds start singing and the sunshine pops out i mean i live in that world myself i love that to happen but it actually does happen you don't need a cartoon you are making your own force field and that's why in star wars may the force be with you what a powerful you know may the peace be with you the force be with you whatever it is and guess what the force it's already in you it's in you, Donna. It's in you, Natalia. It's in you, Scott. It's in Nick. It's in Angie. It's in Beth, Dawn McKay, Holly. It's in all of us. The force is already in you, okay? But allowing it to be in us is what's so important and honoring that. This is where that self-love comes in. It's not about affection or fawning over ourselves. That's not what self-love is. It's owning the power that you actually are. And I'm telling you, when you start realizing this, right, it's powerful. I know Jeff has experienced it because we talked about this. You know, when he was in the hospital, like septic shock, everybody, Hmm. almost not here, right? But he has this thing. He still throws it out and then he draws people to him. Hmm. And I know myself, I'm starting to teach classes down at our New Oaks Center and I kind of got burned out where I had been. My God, we did that for how many years? And uh, you know, when I walk, I actually go. I actually go. Zoop, turn it on. Open the car door. Here we go. And as soon as you start walking down, you're pew, 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 you're sending it out to everybody. And then it starts coming back at you. Right? May the force be with you. And here's the other important thing about the force being with you is that everything we've ever felt, everything we've ever thought, believed about ourselves or the world or said or done or heard or experienced, it's been recorded. 
somewhere within you. This is one of my, this book has helped me, it still helped me through some stuff. Feelings buried alive never die. (laughs) Feelings buried alive never die. And I'll put this on Facebook tomorrow, but I've referenced this before. Carol, isn't it cool? Her name is Carol True Man. A carol is uh, kind of a, a lyrical phrasing song, right? Energy. True man. I always look at uh, people's names and what they're like. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. Karen has a uh, question. Karen has a question. How do you find it without feeling selfish? Okay. So if you feel like you're feeling selfish, that's your ego, which is a part of our identity. It's not like, oh, I got a big ego. Not talking about that. Ego is our self-preservation mechanism. And it tries to stamp down or tamp down your power. Don't get too big britches. Ah, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. You're not good enough. You know it. Okay. Remember what happened last time. Remember what happened last time. You sure about that? So what you have to honor, Karen, is that you were created for some big purpose. And however you want to describe the universe, whether it's a God or a love or some kind of entity or a power or energy source. Some people use the word source because it doesn't have any religious connotation. It doesn't separate out. And by honoring you, you're honoring the universe because we're just a, we're just a, we're just one of all of the universe. You think about the ocean. There's no ocean without every single individual drop of water. Is there? Every single individual drop of water, but it all works in unison. So by honoring yourself and loving yourself, you're loving your peace. You're cherishing. You're honoring. The fact that you're part of a bigger picture. We're just one brush stroke on a giant canvas. It actually takes the pressure off. <laughs> Loving yourself actually takes the pressure off. And we could all use with a little less pressure, couldn't we? Yeah. Registered as truth in subconsciousness. Some of us are more aware of it. Some of us are not aware of it. Some of us are just getting aware of it, Right? But also, I shared this with you before, in Deepak Chopra's book, he always says that every cell of our body is eavesdropping on our thoughts. And that's where I kind of, this morning, I'm pointing to my office in there. I said, I have a confession. I'm a trash talker. I am a trash talker of my, to myself. I'm also a really good talker. I can pump myself up too. But... I tend to get stuck in the not enoughs. We've all, I think if there's one collective general um, negative energy is that we don't feel like we're enough. Like Karen, how do you find that without feeling selfish? You're not enough to love yourself. That's the same category. Who do you think you are? Yeah, and that's all under fear. Yeah, Alana. And Alana's got to love herself because she's got a voice that the whole world has got to hear. Has got to hear. So, on our next slide, no, no, don't go. If you, if I want you to just kind of just like scan yourself, 
come up with a word or two that resonates with you that feels maybe negative for you. Not good enough, tall enough, pretty enough, smart enough. Uh, maybe um, I get angry easy, frustrated. How could you be so stupid? That's one that usually happens. And this is what happens. When we start saying, um, <coughs> excuse me, how can, we be, how can I be so stupid? Well, the universe is a yes universe. It doesn't question your motives. It doesn't question anything. Like, oh, you shouldn't say that, Ilana. You're not stupid. Yeah, I did, remember Aaron and I talked about that. Mm-hmm. I feel so stupid. And then I thought, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm realizing as we're saying that, we're actually creating that. So it actually manifests. So even if you don't believe you're the smartest or the sharpest tool in the shed, I love that song. Somebody once told me the world was gone. You know, I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed, right? Even if you're not the sharpest tool in the shed, I know I'm not. I'm going to start saying, you know what? I'm the sharpest tool in the shed. You're getting sharper, though. I'm getting sharper. I'm the sharpest tool in my shed. The cool thing is you don't have to believe what you say. You just say it anyway. And yes, a like attracts like. You start hanging with or pulling in people who actually want to be with you. We've noticed it with Shift. Hmm. When we first started Shift, we got so many people who were angry, bitter, and they wanted to take us down with them, right? We had a mess of folks who wanted no parts of, of learning or getting better. And we felt like, what the heck are we doing? <laughs> Why are we doing this? And now, starting like with someone like Susan Gregg, and I saw her name just pop up. Mm. Little by little, we've been attracting to us people that we actually like being around. Yeah. Yeah. But we kept choosing. We just had to put out. We kept thinking we had to change the message. We're yeah. not, the message isn't getting out right. Because like does attract like. So put down some of your... Uh, Things you want to just get rid of. Shake it off, as Tay Swift says. Shake it off, okay? So these are the basic emotions that all fall under fear. We can't see them all because they're hiding behind us. But, oh, I wasn't supposed to show those yet. Ah, sorry. Okay, we can't fix this, so let's just go through it. Yeah. So on the left-hand side, I was going to have you come up with some things. But, you know, it was Monday. Mondays happen. So... We have anger. We have hate, guilt, resentment, rejection, and abandonment go together. Need for approval, it says. And overwhelm and, and burden. burden. Now, any of us who are suffering from big lousies of life, like the death of a spouse, the death of a child, the loss of a limb, a body part, a chronic disease that impacts every moment of our day and night, uh, chronic pain, a spouse that's slipping into dementia, um, families that are broken, or f- friendships that have been divided, or you know what? Think about any kind of big lousy. Don't all of these come in in some form during our processing of that? It sure does. We don't just get angry at people; we can be angry at ourselves mm. for not being enough to solve something. We can hate a person or a situation. We project, right? There's always guilt involved when there are life situations that don't work out. 
We can find a million ways to place blame so we can try to come to terms with it, right? Then resentment can build, right? Because maybe situation becomes exhausting. It never goes away. And resentment builds with that. Every single one of us needs approval. As we're going to find out, the only approval that matters is from ourself. Hmm. That's the only approval that matters. We desperately want our children to respect and love us or think we're the cat's meow. Well, it might not happen. But self-approval is the one thing we can control. And it's actually the one thing we're responsible for. And of course, overwhelm. That was me. Type 1 diabetes just took me and flipped me upside down and pinned me like a wrestler. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And I was like, my face was in the ground, in the mud. And diabetes was saying, what are you crying about? It was teasing me. I felt just so, I was angry. I was in hate. I felt guilty. I was resentful. I felt abandoned by life and rejected by the universe. Like, what the hell is this? Approval? Like, oh. And talk about overwhelm. I even made up a an acronym. Because when people ask me, how you doing? I was like, I don't know how to fake it. And as Jeff said, you don't have to fake it. You're supposed to just get through until you make it, right? But I used to say I'm in Twesco, treading water in a sea of chronic overwhelm. Because at least it explained how I felt. Hmm. I was overwhelmed. But the anecdote... Lana says, uh, yep, me too. Gave up for a long time. Gave up for a long time. Because why? Defeat, 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 defeat. Like, really? Am I supposed to show up again? Defeat, (laughs) defeat. Right? Natalia felt abandoned and rejection. Yeah. We have a gal in our group who, from Russia, you know, an orphan. A child who parents had to leave her. (laughs) You know, and you grow up in a whole nother culture, not even knowing really where your foundation is. As Natalia knows, her foundation is right here, right? But whenever we're fearing, so this is what I put together for us. So these are, these are the emotions of fear that can really bring us down because what are all these things doing inside of us? Vibrating, sending out a force field. Like attracts like. So what am I? I'm going to attract angry people. I'm going to attract hate. I'm going to attract other people feeling guilty. I'm going to attract other people dealing with resentment. Rejection. I need approval too. You know, we start attracting all this in our life. And we're wondering why is life feel so lousy right now? Because I've been allowing fear and the emotions of fear to, to kind of rule me. But now we can use this. When we feel angry at something... Change your anger. I was very angry at diabetes. I almost made it into a person. You'll have to read that one day. (laughs) I have a whole thing on that. And then I realized that when you can't change something, remember that whole thing, if you, you know, you've changed things you can and it was no difference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But there's also, if you don't like something, change it. And if you can't change, I mean, if you can't change it, change the way you look at it. So this thing I was angry about, I thought, you know what? I'm that finally hit me because I can't change this. I got to change the way I look at it. And the only way to look at the situations we have is to start to start digging, start learning about it, right? And you inquire, inquiry. 
So instead of getting angry at a situation, go, hmm, let me look into it. Let me start asking some questions about this. And all of a sudden, our shoulders drop because we're not angry anymore. We just put our focus on inquiry. And then the universe starts sending you answers. Hmm. And you take something like hate. Again, we can hate political leaders. We can hate people in our community that are just like making things tough for us. We can hate how things are in the world. We can hate my, my little dog's cherry eye. We can hate ev- anything, right? That's a lot of lousy energy. And you're, every cell is listening to you, it. You hate it at a price. You hate, you pay, we pay it. We carry it one way or another. So take heat, heat, <laughs> hate and make it understanding. Seek to understand what it's all about. Even people. Remember, every person makes a decision based upon the variables they have and the experience they've had at that moment. Three weeks later, we can look back and go, wow, they should have turned left instead of right. Or should they have? They turned left for a reason. Seeking to understand is powerful, positive. Any guilt that you're carrying has to do with not enough. I'm not enough. Yes, we are all exactly enough. Exactly enough. Boy, that's good. Charlie says, anger and hate is a poison you give yourself hoping someone or something else will die. And we poison ourselves a little bit Mm. every single day. Every day we wake up holding that in us. We are slowly poisoning ourselves. It's very true. Yeah. You know, and you look at every, um, I, I think about Snow White and the witch and she turned in this ugly egg, right? Because she's so angry, right? You, you, yeah. you uh, Angry yeah. does make us ugly. And when I say ugly, I mean just like crumbled, yeah. right? And resentment needs forgiveness of ourselves. See, when we forgive some, and you know that forgiveness, that's our ultimate superpower. That's our cape. That's what we're supposed to learn before we leave this planet to forgive the universe, forgive events, forgive people, forgive ourselves. Forgiveness doesn't mean, oh, what you did was okay, or my my child's chronic disease that's not going anywhere is okay. No, it's not about that. It's forgiving that it is, right? Forgiving that it actually is. And of course, rejection and abandonment requires that we cherish ourselves. Cherish ourselves. And oftentimes, all of these things that we can feel, if we've ever experienced them, it's so that when someone else comes into our force field, our life, and they're lamenting about rejection and abandonment, you have a story to share. Hmm. We can't understand rejection and abandonment unless we've been rejected and abandoned, <laughs> right? <laughs> and of course, the need for a reproval. Approval is kind of self-explanatory. And when we are burdened and overwhelmed, we can feel liberated when we learn. We should be learning something new every day because the more we know, the less under that heavy blanket of overwhelm we are and Pauline just shared getting to know and understand those parts of us yeah learning to love all of you where do I choose to focus yeah we can count our troubles or we can count our blessings we can count our flaws or our aws 
right? We're all flawsome. No one is completely awesome. Because how boring would that be? You know, our flaws are really kind of what make us who we are. And Jeff is always says he makes the best of everything no matter how difficult. And that's hard. And he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. And surely giving up forgiveness is giving up hope that things could have been different. They aren't different, are they? Learning to love what is, accepting it for what it is. Hmm. And not accepting the behavior or that it was right. No. Just that it was what it was when it was. And that it served something. It served something. That's hard. Oh, Susan. I have tears running down my face, she says. I'm just realizing I hate myself for still being so fat. I sabotage my eating lately as I don't feel I'm worth it. You are more Mm. than worth it. Susan, you are the foundation that got the ball of our shift. This thing running. We had shifters before you, yeah, and some of them are still with us. But Susan Gregan was that tipping point. We were so, like, proud, amazed, in awe of what you just tackled all by yourself. Overcame so much. Overcame. Where most people would have just said, Are you kidding me? Done. Yeah. Yeah, Susan. So you... Yeah. And maybe that little sabotage is a little extra nudge. More self-love, Susan. More self-love. You know, it, nothing's a straight shoot at all. Energy is this. But we just want to, we just want to raise it up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And oftentimes we have to have setbacks just to remind ourselves of how incredible we really are. Stepping forward. Yeah. Thank you, Luann, for saying that about Susan. Yeah, she definitely stepped it up. She drew that line like, I'm here. And we're like, whoa, she's here? Let's get the word out. Yeah. Right? So really when it comes down to love, it's an energy. Right? And you're shifting from negative to positive. Very um, very scientifically. Like if, if the woo-woo part of it makes you like, eh, you feel a pushback. Interesting thing is too, when you push back against something, there's something about that that you need to learn. You know, we mm-hmm. don't when we see faults in others, we're seeing our fault represented in somebody else because we don't see a fault unless we understand it because we have it. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So shifting from negative to positive energy—that's literally it. Like you know, when I test my batteries before my class, I do a negative and a positive right on my tongue at the same time. I get that jolt. I'm like, there we go. It's all working. That's your secret. I know. It's my secret. So you're really shifting from a mm. low frequency to a high. And here's the thing. I can't explain this right now, but let me just show you. If I had a source right here, this is a ball of energy. Okay? Now, right around it, the energy would be this. It would be these very troughs and peaks, these crests. That's how energy runs. Hmm. Okay? And as as closer to the source, and we know this, when you're close to an energy source, you know, it's, right? Yeah. The further you get away from it, it gets softer. It's less powerful. Yeah. When we are thinking and feeling things 
close to our source, which is love, power, the energy is a positive or high frequency. Hmm. It's awesome. But when we're thinking things that are further from our source, love, it's low frequency. And what happens? We feel, we literally start doing this. Hmm. Right? Yeah. So you're sh- you're really just further from your source. So we should feel this. And it really has to come from us. Yeah. Nobody else is going to do it for us. So we go from fear to fierceness, from victim to victor, and of course from repelling the things that we want to actually attracting them. That's the power of love. And of course, I always have to make an acronym for you guys. And you guys are very tolerant of my acronyms. So L-O-V-E, I came up with laughing. When we laugh, you can't actually laugh, unless it's a sinister. <laughs> you know. But we really can't laugh unless we've let go, unless we're in a state of actual... It's actually a moment of joy when you're laughing. Yeah. It's very yeah. fun to laugh. And when you can make somebody else laugh, what a power that is. Yeah. Right? So loving, laughing. Try to laugh every day at least once or make somebody else laugh. Because what happens when you make them laugh, their energy comes back. You're actually getting the energy right back. Mm. And it just multiplies. Mm. That's why this is so powerful, all this. Ohm. If you look up O-H-M, that's uh, an electrical current term. Mm. Do you know it? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm aware of that. It's, it's like, a- it's, it's kind of like the law of science. Like the electrical current will be the power of its source, kind of. I just discovered that. I look, at, I look through the dictionary for L words. I'm like, you know what? Laugh. Yeah. I look, I'm looking for an O. I was like, oh, 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 oh. And then I was like, ohm. And we say, ohm. When you do that meditation, hmm. I tell you, you get this like inside of you. That's why people who come out of yoga and meditation are like, huh, they're kind of floating. Yeah, they yeah. actually are. And it all comes down to it actually is what it is. It truly is. Some people use it as a cop. Well, it is what it is. But actually, it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, could it be that simple? You know, someday I'll be up on my, my wings and they'll say, yeah, it was that simple, Barb. It is what it is. You had it right on the O. And then, of course, for V. I came up with the word veer because it's so important for us to get off of our course once in a while. You know, I read one time and someone said, you should challenge severely your opinions and your beliefs. We did it for food, for sure. But if you have a hard and fast opinion or attitude about something, Mm -hmm. and when someone kind of touches that raw nerve... We are, that's a nudge to investigate that. Hmm. So be open to saying, you know what? Maybe I'm looking at that wrong. Maybe it is me. Maybe it is me. It is me. So veer off your course. Walk a different way home. Take a different path. Try a different carbohydrate. You know, try laughing. Just making yourself laugh. Smile when you drive. When I teach my group fitness classes, everyone's like this. Like, okay, people, smile and pretend like you're having fun. Then all of a sudden they start laughing. Changes the energy. And of course, last one is to express yourself. Because you have a story, Susan Gregan. You have a story and it's going to be told. And someone out there needs to hear your story. Someone needs to hear Jeff's story. Someone needs to hear Pat Dyer's story. Someone's Sally Singleton. Someone Shirley. Someone Luann's. 
someone Pat Riley's, someone Bobby's, someone Pauline's. Each of us has a different story for a purpose, Natalia. We have a story and it's powerful and it's yours and it belongs only to you. Hmm. And the world needs to hear it. So like Madonna says, express yourself. Hey, 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 hey. She's right. Yeah. So. Beth's comment. She says, I have been listening as on my hour-long drive home after spending the day with someone in the hospital that most likely will not come home. And you have encouraged me so much I had to pull over and say thank you. Well, that was awfully nice. I know, Beth. I remember she's going through a surprise, an unexpected emergency, and it doesn't look like it's going to end Mm. well. And this is what life is. It's almost like emergency to emergency with some good stuff in between. (laughs) And as we age, we're going to have more and more emergencies. Because guess what? The conveyor belt keeps going and we're on it. Mm. And eventually we get to the top of the conveyor belt. (laughs) Every single one of us. And when when we can step back and look at how the world operates, really... And how there really is no ending. There's only change. Because energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It only changes. So you really are going to turn into a butterfly. And then you'll find all the other butterflies and say, Oh my gosh, remember we were talking about that at the other place? That's how I'm going. Remember to get your copy of the Stress Tamer Workbook. Go to our blog at shiftformula.com. That's shiftformula.com. Then go to the How Love Conquers Weight Gain episode to download your free copy.